Michael Beast Witherspoon, Jonathan Reese's Myers, or Jonathan Reese Briers, either one. Large Helgenberger, <laughs> Gertha Kitt, Natalie Portlyman, Tim Blobbins, Jennifer Love Handles, <laughs> Belly Ripa, Groseburn, Beryl Streep, Quit Ginny Craig Teach. <laughs> The Unwritten Fools are back after a long, long two weeks off. We're back in the fold. I know our number one listener, Steve. I know he's stoked. We have at least one person that's stoked that we're uh, we're back podcasting. David, how you doing, man? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm doing doing pretty good. Today is my first day of summer vacation. I finished up my last class yesterday. And I have a whole eleven days off until I have to start back my next semester. So <laughs> you're gonna go crazy, to man! Be yeah, crazy summer. Yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of things done. Like I don't know. I'm just very happy I can play my Xbox again. And not feel guilty <laughs> about it. Nice, very cool. Right on. Well, what's going on in your life, man? We haven't talked for a couple weeks. Yeah, I okay. I finally saw a movie in the theater. Well, not finally, but you know, I don't see very many. Yeah, but you've been uh, trending. That that that's a, that's uh. It has been, been trending. trending up. Yes, it has been. <laughs> um. So the girlfriend and I finally saw Beauty and the Beast. We both mm-hmm. really liked the cartoon version, and we liked it for the most part. But we were discussing it afterwards, and we both kind of came to the same conclusion about the stuff that we didn't like. Uh, one one of those things was that we both thought that Josh Gad's LeFou was pretty creepy. And the other thing was that we were slightly underwhelmed by Emma Watson's Belle, just like a little bit. Like, I don't think she's a bad actress at all. She just didn't have that, like, je ne sais quoi that the, that the cartoon. <laughs> the cartoon had. <laughs> That's French, right? <laughs> actually, my sister and I have this ongoing feud. Ever since she was a kid, she, for some reason, she didn't know that it was set in france right like she Mm. thought it was set in america because she was young but she's maintained that it's in america it's actually just a french (laughs) colony in america and she finds all these like uh these you know reasons that it is i'm like well the song says after all this is france she's like (laughs) she's like that's a candlestick he doesn't know what country he's in but anyway point though that is a good point i digress okay so my girlfriend has a blog and, and she puts up reviews and stuff every now and then uh, and she wanted to write a review about this, but she was a little reluctant to. A, because she thought, since she didn't like LeFou and LeFou is gay, that that might bring on some misinterpretations mm. there. And, you know, Emma Watson is kind of a feminist icon. And she was like, if I say something bad about Emma Watson and LeFou, I, I feel like people are going to hate me. And I'm like, well, of course, this that's definitely going to happen. Like, 100% that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, but you should do it anyway, because first of all, LeFou's not creepy because he's gay. He's 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 creepy because he's an unfunny French American stalker. Like that's what I got out of the movie. Um, so anyway, she writes she writes the post and she gets a little bit of flack to, flack about LeFou, but not as much as she did for her quote betrayal of womankind, Ooh. aka her ever so slight distaste for Emma Watson's performance. Uh, so she got a lot of flack from that. Yes, one lady troll ripped my girlfriend for quote ripping a fellow woman there's no hypocrisy there whatsoever no whatsoever uh instead she was a bad feminist and quote one of those girls who thinks that all women need to be rescued (laughs) uh 
now, first of all, anyone who is dating me is not someone who needs to be rescued. <laughs> I mean, I'm a teacher, so I'm certainly not going to rescue you financially. And, and I'm better at arts and crafts than martial arts. I was never in the Boy Scouts, so I struggled to, like, build a fire and, and tie knots. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not rescuing anyone. Second, and I'm all for equality for women, but if this is what feminism is like, being a conclusion-jumping jerk, man, you could count me out. You could just count me out. Side note, um, side note, you can also count me out if it involves watching the WNBA in any way. Uh, that's a deal-breaker for me. I feel like <laughs> even Susan B. Anthony would agree that that's not part of fem- feminism. Um, but uh, really, as with anything, if you approach something as innocent as my girlfriend's movie review with such vehement malice... I don't care how noble your cause is. I'm just not interested, man. But as usual, my girlfriend had a much more, a much better, more succinct response. She said, girl, who said I want to be a feminist? Honestly, I don't think Belle appreciated Gaston's original offer of marriage. A roof, food, and security for a peasant woman in 18th century France sounds pretty good to me. And hey, if you want to argue with that logic, lady, be my guest. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that the assumptions that people will make... uh... If you disagree with, not, not even it's not even really just disagreeing. Like if you just say like one slight about somebody has nothing to do with anything at all, other than their performance in a movie. Like oh, we all know what that means. Like well, <laughs> no, no, you think you know what that means because you want it to mean that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of drives me nuts. Has your girlfriend ever done a review of this podcast before? Uh, no, not that I know. I of. think she should. I she think she me- should. And I want her to be brutal. Brutally honest is what I want. She hates the WNBA too, so. (laughs) Well, I think, uh, safe to say, a a worse performance um, (laughs) was had last week by this guy right here, me, on the the Fantasy Network's The Rotation, which is this Canadian fantasy sports network. It's very... Very big time right there. Yeah. I, yeah, the week before, weeks they were talking week seven of Fantasy Movie League, uh, Michael Salafino of Yahoo and contributor to the Wall Street Journal. That was, that's who their guest was in week seven. Week eight, <laughs> Alec Bloom, <laughs> host of the Unwritten Fools and Pause and Play podcast. <laughs> Hashtag step down. Um, but but anyway, so I was asked, and I'm pretty sure it was last minute, because it was. It was the night before. <laughs> I, I was asked to be on and talk about the Week 8 movies in Fantasy Movie League. And that was all, the only direction I was given, let's just talk about those. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? That'll, that'll be fun. Uh, and he also mentioned, um, the guy who had asked me, the, that you know we can talk about my most uh, recent article, too. And I was like, that's great. I didn't write one. Um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we could talk about that. Um, so I had to make sure, it's like, okay, you know... I actually host the Pause and Play podcast, uh, you know, on Fantasy Movie League. Oh, probably about a 15, 20-minute pause. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no confusion, <laughs> but we still want you to be on. I was like, yeah, well, because you need someone on. That's fine. So I, I went on there. We talked about between 10 or 15 minutes. And unfortunately, all the notes they took the night before um, were pointless because mm. we only talked about the new movies coming out. This was a slate of movies that I guarantee you, if you're not, you know, 
in tune to the movie world, you wouldn't have known these movies were coming out. There was yeah, no- the Lifetime movie, Unforgettable. Yeah, yeah, nothing made over five million last week. I don't think no, so. No, like none of those new movies did. The Promise with you know Oscar Isaac and Christian Bale. Like I said, another under four or another under five. That documentary, Born in China. I don't know, there's a couple others. Well, you know, a couple of those movies I didn't even think to write notes on because they were not important to me. Well, of course, he asked me about two specifically. I had no idea. So I had to fumble through it, which was fine, but wasn't as bad as the fact that I couldn't understand anything he was saying because he was, it was so... Canadian? Th- yeah, it was... <laughs> no, I had nothing to do Language with the barrier. accent. You know, you know how we are, you know how we are kind of uh, assholes when it comes to, <laughs> to other people's accents that aren't American. Um <laughs> No, it was it was so distant. I mean, it was it was like he, we were li- literally talking, you know, can and string. Me in Missouri and he in Canada. That's what it sounded like. So there were a couple of questions where I answered what I think that he asked me, but I don't know it, it was it was okay. Um, our buddy Mr. Dave uh, described it as uh, an acceptable performance, which that's, uh, a, was high that's a reading endorsement him. right there. Yeah, from him that is. It's not bad. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> if you. Want to check that out? You can find it on YouTube. Um, it's it's uh, not the greatest performance in my life. So, but so it is, is vid- something. So, did it have like a picture of you up talking, or do you? Actually- yeah, like my Twitter, my Twitter bio pic. And okay, Bloom. It's not the one of podcast. you kid and play with the flat top. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, which was my Twitter bio for a few weeks, and I'm glad I actually took that. <laughs> <laughs> glad I actually took that down. He wouldn't have known. He would have just thought that was how. The Missourians cut their hair these days. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Pretty sure my performance was worse than Emma Watson's. Probably. Well, I got nothing else to talk about. Embarrassed myself long enough. Let's go and get to the movie. What? You haven't seen that? You better see that movie, man. Movie, man. Movie, man. No, seriously. You haven't seen that? Holland March is a down-on-his-luck private eye in 1977 Los Angeles. Jackson Healy is a hired enforcer who hurts people for a living. Fate turns them into unlikely partners after a young woman named Amelia disappears. Alec, you watched 2016 movie Nice Guys. How'd you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it, for the most part. Um, And this was... Shane Black, correct? Yeah, not Lucas Black. N- not Lucas Black, because I know I confused French those two in a previous podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I-, I like this. Uh, I remember seeing the preview for this, you know, over a year ago, and this was one I put on, you know, my my mental my mental cue. was like, you know, I need to check that one out eventually, because um, it looked fairly funny in the previews. And yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Um, Ryan Gosling, uh, play. Oh, wh- he was uh, March, correct? Right, yeah. No, I watched this movie two weeks ago, uh, so and I didn't take a whole <laughs> lot of notes on it. So I'm trying to remember everything that happened. <clears throat> I, I liked I liked Gosling's performance. I thought he was very funny, except when he was doing his physical gags, which there were, I mean, not a lot. Well, there were a fair amount. There were a fair amount. And it just it just didn't work for me, and I, I don't mind the physical gag, the physical humor, like at all. It just to me, it just wasn't. Uh, I don't know, wasn't doing it for me uh, with Ryan. Gosling handling the gags it just it just did not work at all but other than that I thought his character was damn funny and had some some very very funny lines and I think the overall uh duo between he and 
uh, Russell Crowe. It's pretty solid. Not, really solid. Not, you know, not great. Not Tucker and Dale. But, <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was pretty good. What did you think of it? Because uh, this is the first time you had been you had seen it, too. Yeah, it's the first time I'd seen it, too. It had been highly recommended to me. I really like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is Shane mm. Black's directorial debut, I think. He's mm-hmm. the guy that wrote Lethal Weapon and most of the Lethal Weapons, I think, too. So this was kind of in that vein. I really liked it. In fact, I would go as far to say it was maybe my number two movie of last year. Oh, really? Uh, behind La La Land. So Ryan Gosling <laughs> is killing it for me. Um, I thought Ryan Gosling was really funny. I thought this was the funniest movie that came out last year that I saw. So it, it was really good for me. Uh, I really liked Rus- uh, Russell Crowe. I thought the daughter was likable, which I'm really prone to an ALT. Mm-hmm. If I sense it at all, she was she was very likable. Uh, yeah, the rest of the cast is pretty funny. They're all kind of small parts other than those three, but solid movie. Yeah, and... Uh, uh- and it's well documented um, on this podcast, my disdain for a lot of uh, kid actors. Usually with no fault of their own, just kid actors just typically aren't as good. It's just how it is. She was really good. And her character, uh, I think it really she really helped keep the entire movie grounded. Even though she is... You would think, though, just on paper, this would be a, a kid character I wouldn't like. 100%. Because, she was, yeah. because she's a little too smart for her own good. But it didn't feel like over the top to... Or, I guess it felt like it fit. I guess well, I think say. it so helps like when it was over the top. It, it it made sense in this movie because the movie could be a little over the top. It helps because she, she's not a she's not a kid per se. She's like a teen, like a thir- she was thirteen, I think, in the movie. I think Something she's probably like, like fifteen in real life. It's so it, it's works, right? so when it when she was acting kind of smart aleck, it was somewhat earned more than like say Hayden Panettiere and <laughs> Remember the Titans. <laughs> Hashtag chemtrails. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, that was a good point. Like she she was really good. And I forgot, uh, let's see if I can remember the actress's name, Margaret Qualley? 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 She's, oh. she's the young uh, woman that they're trying to trying to find. She's been hired. Oh, she's Amelia. Okay. Or she's been hired. They've been hired to find her. She was in Leftovers. I don't know if you've seen that show. I haven't, no. Uh, she's the uh, the daughter that, in that show. That's the Justin Thoreau one, right? Yes. And something I'm going to bring up later in this podcast, too. Um, okay. Uh, that show. Uh, but she's great in that, and that show is fantastic. And I forgot that she was in it, so that was kind of cool to see. Cool. Oh, and Kim Basinger is in this movie? No, yeah. Basinger, right? I say Basinger. I'm not sure. I actually have a... Let's go... I, I don't know. I is will say that she... Is there two S's? I don't remember now. <laughs> I think there's one S. Uh, she is from Georgia, so I feel like oh, we're going to... Oh, oh, God, of course. No, yes, no, no. Of course. <laughs> I, and, and here's a spoiler right off the bat here, if you want to stop mm-hmm. listening for the next 20 seconds. No surprise that Kim Basinger ended up being the bad guy, because she enrolled at UGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to her credit, she actually ended up not going to UGA. She ended up uh, becoming a model instead, probably because the curriculum was harder, I assume. Uh <laughs> <laughs> every yeah, chance she, you get to get a dig in every single the old chance. bulldogs of georgia yep never Love never it. let it slide so was the spoiler that she was the villain or the spoiler that she went to georgia and <sighs> dropped out to they're pretty equally like nefarious i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, i didn't take a whole lot of notes here no um, i didn't either i i wrote down a bunch of quotes and i think yeah, you did the same thing i think i pretty much did the same thing i just said a few quotes all right um, you go first okay well, like i said ryan gosling 
I thought he was damn funny in this movie. Like I said, the the physical humor aside, which didn't work for me. But I I don't know. I you you didn't have a problem with it like I did. I just kind of thought it was supposed to be over the top, and it worked fine for me. I, I like the writing better, but yeah, you know. I I just and it's not so much that there were physical gags. That's not that wasn't the point. It's just, I don't think Ryan Gosling did a very good job. Or just it looked like he was trying to be funny. And when you look like you're trying to be funny on screen, it's usually not funny. There's a scene where he falls over backwards and this <laughs> he, it, it was he so falls obvious over balconies happening. a lot in the movie actually <laughs> yeah, yeah he does fall over more than one uh there's the scene which i know is in the preview where he's in bathroom stall russell crowe walks in on him and this was not too long after russell crowe had put a beat down on <laughs> on gosling's character right. so gosling was a little scared he pulled the gun on him but you know he's uh, you know, currently dropping a deuce in the stall, so he's got his pants around his ankles, and he like he's trying to open get... the ba- the bathroom stall door, but like it keeps shutting on him, and it's but he's trying to like pull down his shirt over his unmissionable, so he like he's holding the gun and trying to maintain privacy at the same time. It's it's pretty right, funny which to was me, in actually. the preview, but the the in the actual movie, the scene goes on twice as long, and I'm just like, man, this is not. Like stop, yeah. stop trying to shut the door. I I get it already. This it is, was a little long. Funny. I'll give you that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know why these bothered me. It just it just did. It's like this just is not funny. But other than that, he is damn funny. And there's okay. So there's a seed. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight for the gold right here. Okay. Uh, with your your girl Kim Basinger, 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 Basinger. Yeah. <laughs> Gosling and Russell Crowe are meeting with her in her office. And they're talking yeah. about uh, some of her, <laughs> or what she's working on. And one of the things she's working on is uh, not necessarily shutting down the porn industry, but, uh, I don't know, working to regulate the porn industry. It's like an or... anti-porn crusade, I yes, think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's probably the best way to put it. Some anti-porn crusade. And Gosling is there, and he's, like, taking notes, because he's, like, trying to be a detective. And <laughs> so she says, <laughs> mentioned this anti-porn crusade. He looked up and was like, thank you. <laughs> porn and he's like writing down in the note porn is bad and he's just like giving this like <laughs> reassuring nod like yes that's that's right <laughs> I yeah, know, the I, way he delivers it it is gold like i was dying laughing that was that was one of my favorite movie. scenes too yeah <laughs> thank you porn is bad <laughs> I really enjoyed his, like, misguided Hitler references all throughout the thing. Mm-hmm. He kept trying to, like, compare people to Hitler, but, you know, to degrade them, but he never quite hit the hit the mark. It was like, <laughs> the police officer's like, can you stay here, sir? He's like, I don't want to stay here. He's like, I'm just, I'm just following orders. He's like, you know who else followed orders? <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> and he did that several times. And he finally nailed one at the very end when he, when Kim Basinger came in and he started speaking fluent german to her (laughs) comparing her to hitler that was pretty good which i another reason why i found all those hitler references funny is because especially him misusing them yeah using them where they didn't actually apply is because hitler is all especially in like the past like year or so and like pretty much every election there's always one side that calls one presidential candidate no matter who it is hitler always compared to hitler like I don't know, that's another reason why I found it funny, because it was somewhat topical, because you hear Hitler's name all the time uh, in this current political climate, but <clears throat> anyway. Oh, I maybe I should save this. Okay, no, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Do you think, right before you die, do you think <laughs> you will see James K. Polk? Will he appear to you right before you die? 
honestly, I've seen a lot of drawings, like paintings of James K. Polk, and they're wildly different in each one. I'm not sure what he looks like. I, I, I feel like I wouldn't know him if I saw him, but one one can only hope I will get him instead of Nixon, uh, even though I think Nixon's also an underrated president, so there we go. <laughs> Which that was, uh, was that Russell Crowe's theory? I yeah, can't, I can't, I'm trying to remember now. I can't remember whose so, theory it was that you'll see Richard Nixon before you die. The, well, the he said he had a buddy who was Nixon's bodyguard, uh, and Nixon, while driving down the road with his bodyguard, saw a car flipped over and went and tried to check on the guy. And the guy who was dying is looking up, and there's Richard Nixon telling him he's going to be okay, and the guy dies. And he's like, "So." Look at it from his perspective. We see Richard Nixon trying to help a stranger. He thinks that Richard Nixon is the last thing, your guardian angel, before you die. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, Ryan Gosling is almost drowning underwater and sees Richard Nixon <laughs> and starts swimming away. And he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, it, was, it was cute. Yeah, that was, that was a really good scene. I really like that. What are, what are the lines did you write down? Um, well, it disappeared just then. Uh, and you, you know, by the way, this is a, like a good sign that we liked the movie when we're not. There's not a whole lot that we're bashing about it. We're just yeah, <laughs> rattling off quotes in our favorite moments. So this this is a definitely a, a good sign for people wanting to know if uh, we would recommend this movie. And uh, yes, I'm saying right now that we would. I'm sorry. Go Agre- ahead. Agreed. Um, this is kind of a recurring joke. Uh, at the first time we hear it, his they're at a a Hollywood party and it's a lascivious one, and uh, and his daughter tags along. And she's like, Dad, this party has whores and stuff. And he's like, don't say that. How many times do I have to tell you not to say and stuff? Just say, Dad, there are whores. And that happens time and time again throughout the movie. And it's pretty cute, too. Yeah, that, that was that was a nice running gag that they had. Okay, we're really the only other quote that I think was probably my second favorite quote was at the end of the movie. Things, uh, I, okay, we're not going to spoil too, ter- too terribly much with how this thing went down. But not everything worked out uh, <laughs> for our detectives here, for Gosling and Russell Crowe. So towards the end, after uh, you know the big climatic scene and the movie's winding down, uh, Gosling shows up at the bar where Russell Crowe's uh, drinking a beer. And if I remember correctly, he hadn't had a drink of alcohol in years. Yes, yeah, I think he was... I don't remember he what was, he said specifically. He was teetoling there for a while, I think, yeah. Crow was right. he, so See, he, he wasn't drinking. Yeah, right. Like, well, cause, yeah, cause he had been an alcoholic. I think. At I one think point. so. That's implied, anyway. Right, it was implied, and so he like he tried to stop. <laughs> Gosling walks in and sees that you know Russell Crowe is now wallowing in his own sorrows and he's drinking, and like you know sees that he's kind of upset. <laughs> he's kind of looks at him and is like, "Well, at least you're drinking again." <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> uh, I just love it and the way he delivered it. Perfect. And even and also at the very end, even though I I kind of saw it coming, uh, Gosling changes his ad, which has a caricature of Ryan Gosling, to add Russell Crowe's face onto the ad because they're now the nice guys agency. Mm-hmm. And and Ryan Gosling goes, "Hey, check out this new ad. Sorry, you look Filipino." And that's like the next to last line of the entire movie. <laughs> and he did kind of look Hispanic in that picture. Well, I'm trying to remember what Gosling looked like too, because he did look—he looked like something else as well. He too. looked kind of like Captain Hook or something, or Jack Sparrow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and there's all sorts of other fantastic lines in this movie. Um, I thought yeah. it was damn. I thought it was damn funny. I think it's definitely worth a worth a watch. Uh, do you have any more thoughts uh, on this thing? 
Nah, let's just save the rest. We kind of ruined half of it, so we'll, <laughs> if you want to watch it, the plot's not even that big of a deal. It's more it's, of the experience than anything, I think. Yeah, it's it's more comedy than it is, uh, you know, mystery. Because I mean, there's the the mystery that this uh, girl that they're supposed to be tracking down, and there's this whole thing about this porn star that's killed early on and it's all you know everything's just all, all interconnected um so i mean that's what carries the movie along you know this this thread this mystery thread would that but be a mcguffin what well, <laughs> kind of isn't that what the term is i don't know yeah not really kind of a half mcguffin yeah, half half but it's it's not yeah it, it's not really all that the stories that mystery isn't all that honestly all that important and it's not really all that you know it's not really all that great, to be completely honest, but it doesn't have yeah. to be. I don't think that's really the point. No, the dialogue is the is the winner here. Yeah. Do you? I haven't. I didn't uh, even think to look to see if there's a sequel in the works, and I don't remember how well this thing did. I don't think it. Would, of course, I don't it, think it had a huge budget, so it didn't have to do very well. It did okay, office. I think, and it did very well critically, and it certainly left it up to where if they wanted to do one, they could. Uh, I would say this is. I mean, I would probably see it if they did it, but it might be one of those that's better just left. Leave it. Yeah, yeah. I. One hundred percent agree with that, man. Well, cool. Yeah, I think uh, you and I obviously both recommend this movie. People check it out. I think we watched this on HBO. Yeah, Did HBO. I remember Go. correctly? I don't even remember what I. Yeah, what that's I what I watched it on. Yeah. So it is there. If you have the HBO, you can check it out there. So yeah, go see that movie. Next week, we have no idea what we're gonna watch. It'll be another mystery. You're picking for me, right? I think yes. that's right. Okay. Unless we have a guest on the podcast, we'll see how that all plays out. We'll see cool. if we can. I'll see if I can book that host from the Fantasy Network last minute. <laughs> can we watch something very Canadian? We'll watch like... something. Uh, yes, uh, it was a home brew. Is that? Uh, <laughs> isn't that one of those? I can't remember if Candy is in that or those. Oh, the the, the hoser guys. Yeah, yeah uh, hoser Dave guys. Thomas and yes. I forget the other guy. Dave Thomas. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, we'll we'll invite the the host of the rotation on to watch some very very Canadian movie and talk about his article. A boot time. <laughs> So last podcast, which was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, I teased or I started our hate song bracket, mm-hmm. and it actually went over fairly well with the masses. We got like 4,000 votes, something like that, uh, and, and it, it kind of resonated, I guess, to an extent, but I made a mistake, Alec, <laughs> and and we had, and again, a hate song is or is supposed to be a song that most people like. Maybe it was like, you know, a top 10 hit, whatever, but you just don't like for some reason. My big example was Smooth by Santana. A lot of people love that song. I just don't like it, right? So I hate it every time it comes on. Most of John Mayer's song, well, like half of John Mayer's songs, yeah. Like Your Body is a Wonderland, right? Every girl in the world loves that song. Not me. My body is not a wonderland, so I don't like it. Uh, anyway, uh, so we got like, when I asked for suggestions, we got some really good ones. We got like 50 good ones. But the bracket needed 64. Mm-hmm. So I filled in, or not really filled in, but I took some of the lesser examples, the ones that weren't exactly hate songs, but were just like kitschy songs, like gimmicky songs. And I put them in there. And I should have known it. And I think I did know it on some level. The- but those are the ones that ended up getting a lot of votes. Because, of course. I mean, it's my fault. <laughs> I said hate song. What are you going to pick? Barbie Girl, man. Like, people going to vote for Barbie Girl when you see hate and song together. And <laughs> I understand. So, yes, the winner of our hate song bracket was Barbie Girl by Aqua. <laughs> narrowly edging out the Cheeky Song by the Cheeky Girls. Something I had never heard of. I forget who. 
Never heard of that either. It was. It's even more gimmicky than Barbie Girl. How's I kid possible? you not. How is that possible? It's possible. So yes, a predictable yet unsatisfying end to the bracket. <laughs> Again, it's my own fault. I take I take full blame. Uh, the real winner, in theory, was probably Shaggy's It Wasn't Me, or All About That Bass by Megan Trainer. They got really far until they got knocked out by the kitschy songs. That's who I would declare the winner, one of those two. Because, um, mm. see, those are songs that were actually, like, number one hits that got nominated for Grammys. I think they're terrible, but obviously some people like them. Shaggy's It Wasn't Me, was was that nominated? I th- I thought I looked, maybe it was one of his other songs. MTV whatever. Movie Awards, MTV Music Awards don't count, David. <laughs> it was a VMA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a Nickelodeon award. It was covered in slime. You know, I don't know. Back then, the whole like Jamaican theme was probably really new before Sean Paul came around and ruined it. <laughs> if any, if any Shaggy Sean, sh- I can't Shaggy Shong? Shaggy Shong. <laughs> if any Shaggy Shong, I'll try to do my my Shaggy Shaggy Connor. Is it bombastic? <laughs> yes, if any if any Shaggy song should have been nominated for everything. It should have been Mr. Boombastic, that'd be fantastic. I agree, Ooh. that's better than that and Angel and whatever else he did. Yeah. Um, so yes. Uh but the problem is is just this is a it's a huge problem in our world. It's it's not it's not even my fault. It's it's brackets faults in general. Because uh, if you have like a non-actual sports bracket, bracket, they're just super predictable, and they always regress to the mean, no matter mm-hmm. how hard you try. Let's take our buddy Vic's band bracket. He started uh, like a best musical band bracket after ours. He did mm-hmm. a really good job, right? And by the way, sorry to FML for like starting the bracket craze. <laughs> I was actually trying to do something kind of unique, but I created exactly what I was trying to guard against. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Okay, so Vic's band bracket was really well done. He tallied everyone's nominations. He seated them accordingly. He set up the bracket into like this aesthetic masterpiece, right? Had links to all the band's songs and videos and all. He did a really good job. But the problem with any bracket with any substantial number of votes is that you pretty much know how it's going to play out. I could have told you two weeks ago when he started it that the finals would end up being the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones. And you know what? Totally was. Who do you think won? The Beatles, of course. The Beatles won. So, yeah, the Beatles and the Stones are the two consensus best bands ever. And when enough people vote, the consensus best will win based on name recognition alone. And this is lame because, A, it's no fun. But, B, it's not necessarily not necessarily reflective of, of the voting of that you get from your pool or whatever. Example. Here, we have a band we both like. We both like Fleet Foxes, right? Mm-hmm. Put them against Led Zeppelin. Say there are 101 voters voting for Fleet Foxes versus Led Zeppelin, right? This particular voting pool actually happens to have a lot of Fleet Foxes lovers, right? In fact, 50 people pick them over Led Zeppelin because they love Fleet Foxes' discography, their sound, their whole deal. Too bad the other 51 people voted for Led Zeppelin, not because they particularly like Led Zeppelin, but but because they've never heard of Fleet Foxes, and the five words they know from the immigrant song are better than some band they've never heard of. So out of these 101 people, there's more zeal for Fleet Foxes than for Led Zeppelin. But Led Zeppelin moves on in the bracket, climbing the stairway to an an inevitability. (laughs) I I added an extra syllable there, but you get the point. At least you got the stairway in there. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Saved the whole thing. Yeah, that is, like, the inherent issue with these brackets. People, it's a, probably, like, half of what's in there. People don't know what it is, so they just vote for what they know. And or the higher seed, quote. Or just the higher seed. And sometimes it's not even what they are 
it's not even like what they actually know, like what they've heard of. Oh, that sounds familiar. Like, but again, I mean, that's how our political system run works in elections. Like, that's, kind of, that's yeah. why you have the same names over and over every four years. It's name recognition. People are comfortable with that for whatever reason. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the issues. And then can't I mean, believe Bone Thugs didn't win the, uh, the best <laughs> band. The Crossroads should have put them over the top. For that song. The Crossroads. crossroads. Agreed. Oh, sorry. That's Great my song. favorite Thugs and Harmony band of all time. <laughs> not a not a fan of Crossbones and <laughs> no bones. I just like the Thugs and the Harmony. That's it. Yeah. yeah. To each That's their own, it. I suppose. That's all okay. I got for music. It's good. Yeah, full of rants. Full of rants this week, Mister. I am. Give me two weeks off and one <laughs> day all, of summer vacation. Yeah, you gotta you gotta relieve yourself of all this stress before you get into that eleven day summer vacation, so you can actually enjoy yourself. It's the uh, summer solstice uh, airing of grievances, I think. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Uh, let's talk some TV. Okay. Half of what you talk about is either about Georgia or about your family. Uh, you got something. Um, your cousin wanted to bring yeah, my, to the table. Here. So my cousin Matt is. He listens to the podcast every week. He's a day one listener. I think is what we'd call them. <laughs> Ground Zero uh, is what we call it. Ground Zero. That's a better example. <laughs> um, he had just finished up whatever TV show he was watching. He was like, hey, because uh, I told him before that he should. He actually won our league re- one of the recent weeks uh, <laughs> in FML. And I was like, hey, you should like write something in sometime. And he was like, uh, well, I'm looking for a new show to watch. Why don't you guys figure it? I'll give you a list. You guys pick the show for me. And, you know, I'll, I might binge it and write a re- report and May or may not get back to you <laughs> later. <laughs> but uh, so he asked me, he gave me like a list of, I don't know, 12, 15 shows here. I'm going to mm-hmm. read them out real quick. And you can tell me what you would recommend out of that. We got Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, 24, Mr. Robot, Black Sails, Flash, Dexter, Arrow, Archer, Supergirl, Blindspot, Daredevil, Taboo, The Blacklist, Vikings, and Westworld. And I did send them to you beforehand. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got it pulled up. I did, I did take a look at those. Okay, well, I haven't seen everything on his list here. I haven't either. Do you know, like, what what is he into? Because, you know, honestly, I would love to give, like, a recommendation, but if you don't know what the person, you know, you know what kind of genre they prefer or, uh, you know, what their humor is like, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to put a recommendation, a stamp on something, and then you come back, oh, that's stupid you know like i'd say like i don't want to recommend homestar rudder to everybody because that is not for everybody but i think that sure. is damn funny you know i mean it, do you know like what were some shows that he's watching um, for any idea i would say in general he's he's not a cinephile type person he's he would be more like a mainstream if mm-hmm. anything but he i think he's pretty welcoming of a lot of different things so gotcha. can't can't really go wrong here you know, right off the bat, okay, so Black Sails, still, I've only watched the pilot, I haven't done my, <laughs> a month later, I still haven't done my, I, I've, I've. it's to the point where I've got my second email from Hulu saying, hey, we've missed you, uh, about a two week, like, no, I already got the first one, I just, give me some time, I'll, I'll do my free two week trial here soon, and I'll watch, binge watch Black Sails, I just haven't got to it yet, um, but everything, like I said, everything I've read, that show was just phenomenal, and that pilot was pretty damn good. Game of Thrones, I love. I think that was one of the best things on TV. I, I mean, it's not perfect. There are some issues with storytelling, Couple, couple of the because there's a lot going on, and a couple of the subplots are seemingly unnecessary. Um, but 
it is man the production of that show is amazing there's nothing like that on tv it's it better really than 90 percent of movies like it really is yeah no it is yeah so I've, if you haven't seen game of thrones uh but if you're not into the fantasy stuff uh this wouldn't be for you when I, when I first right before i watched the show way back when it was described to me as lord of the rings meets sopranos that's a pretty good yeah because it's it's that fantasy world but there's a lot of backstabbing and a lot of playing both sides and a lot of uh, dirty mobster type stuff in a fantasy world basically yeah Um, middle earth soap opera something like that (laughs) yeah yeah um so i mean i would right off the bat i mean game of thrones breaking bad is one of the greatest shows i've ever seen i love it uh, but i know that's not for everyone either um it's it's really good Mr. Robot, I haven't finished that. I'm a season behind, but that was... I can't believe USA has a show like that, because it doesn't fit the USA the USA TV mold, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. I don't. It, I haven't seen it, but I know from just hearing reviews that it's very different from, like, Royal Pains and, and Blue, White Collar. And, and, which shows I'm just not really into. Just, just the whole... None of that really appeals to me, but I know a lot of people really like those shows, though. I'm just really saying, like, this one just stands out from... It's an outlier, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is. But yeah... But okay, so I haven't seen Vikings, so I can't say that. Blacklist, I haven't seen that. If it's a network TV show, I'm not going to recommend it because I never recommend network TV, especially network TV dramas. So that's right off, and that includes the CW. So I will not be recommending <laughs> Flash or Arrow. And I've tried to watch both, and I can't do it. I don't know how our buddy Angry Geek does it. I know he's a big comic book fan, but good God, those shows are not good. I used to watch Smallville, and it's the same damn thing. But I watched Smallville when I was like 20 years old. I'm not going to watch this in my 30s. Anyway, <laughs> Dexter's good, but it's one of those shows that goes on too long. Um, I'd okay. recommend it, but like I said, I, I don't know. I have an issue with shows that go on too long. Uh, Westworld only has the one season. It won't take you long to binge watch that. But I would say definitely Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, and Archer. Archer, I think, is the funniest damn thing on television. I love Archer. I If you're familiar with C-Lab 2021 or Frisky Dingo, it's the same writers. If it's yep. that type of humor, if you're familiar with that, you will love this. Yeah, I think I've mentioned Archer several times on the show. I, I kid you not, you echo exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say Game <laughs> of Thrones, Breaking Bad, or Archer. Uh, I was going to say stay away from network stuff and stay away from superhero stuff. <laughs> that's exactly Sorry, what I was, that's, that was it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say one of those three. And for him, I might go Breaking Bad knowing knowing Matt myself. I, I, okay. That might be my pick. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And there's a follow-up show to it, too, which is the prequel show, Break, uh, Breaking that's a breaking soul. Better call Saul, which is uh, also very good. Which make sure you don't watch that first. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I I like it fine, but I have not watched. And I really don't have any plans to watch this next season. I just it just doesn't. Oh, really? Do it for me. When the main character is the least interesting person of the show, that doesn't doesn't do it for me. At least I I don't I don't find him interesting anymore. I found him pretty pretty boring. And everything is all the callbacks to Breaking Bad is what makes the show interesting. Which tells me if that sh- if Breaking Bad didn't exist, then the show is just kind of I don't know, it's kind of pointless, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, that, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. I don't hate the show; it's just it's just not. I disagree. Ha- I, I like it, and I like Slipping Jimmy just fine. But <laughs> that's Jimmy. that's fine. Cool. Anything else? TV? Uh, no. Uh, oh, a couple of things on here. He had Daredevil on here, which is a uh, you know another comic book show, but that's on Netflix. Right. First season of Daredevil is amazing. Okay. Nothing else, none of those other Marvel shows that they have done have even come close to what that first season was, and they're pretty mediocre. Um, so if you just want to watch binge watch one season of something, that Daredevil is really, really good, because it's uh, the, the fight choreography on that thing is tremendous. You won't see it on, in any 
show on television that fight choreography in the first season of daredevil um at least that's my opinion so yeah i think that's it hopefully that gives him uh hopefully we hopefully we've pushed him in the right direction stay away from network tv dramas it's that time again to get foolish with some user questions and some user suggestions what do we got this week alec David, we've got some fantastic-ish this week. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's start off here. Uh, our boy Vic, uh, who we mentioned earlier, he wanted to know if, uh, will my bracket be more popular than yours? I think he's talking about you. I think it was, yes. So get more yes. votes. I think that's all he was looking for. The Beatles are... <laughs> he was looking for a pat on the back. <laughs> that's cool. Usually the Beatles trump uh, Aqua. Usually. In most, most cases, yes. Uh, your boy, Uzma, wants to know who be, will be in the World Series this year. You can't pick the Braves or the Cardinals, and I don't think you or I were going to pick either of those teams, even though well, those are our teams. <laughs> well, sad, I think he asked this a couple weeks ago, and, and, and that was like right before the season started when we still had some hope, and the Braves have shown me that their double-A team, the Mississippi Braves, are probably better than the Atlanta Braves, and I'm not <laughs> exaggerating, at least the pitching because uh, we've got Dickie and Cologne going, you know, the 40-year-old wonders. And mm-hmm. that's great that they're still pitching, but we got some young guns I can't wait to come up. I would probably pick – it's kind of hard not to pick the Cubs but because I don't want them to repeat. I'll go Red Sox because they have really good pitching. If David Price can actually, like, not get Tommy John surgery, then they'd be pretty mm-hmm. tough. And I don't like the Red Sox at all, by the way. Yeah, uh- yeah, uh, I mean, uh, and it, it pains me to say it as a, as a Cardinals fan, but I mean, the Cubs are just so good all around that I, I can't imagine them not being the National League team in the World Series. Uh, in the American League, I don't know, uh, Indians again? So let's just do the same thing, even though that never plays out. But let's just hey, go ahead and do it. Both have great Cardinals pitching. This year, and I just don't care. It is true. Uh, let's see. Our boy, our boy uh, Greg Garbera wants to know who are the three people in the Fantasy Movie League who you would like to have on the Pause and Play podcast that have never been on. Um, well, this question's well, for our you. Buddy Flops actually, yeah, go right, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, our buddy Flops actually answered it uh, right below. This said Darko, Darko, and Darko. Yeah, there's our, our buddy Darko driving, our buddy Eric. Uh, he's been on the the original Pause and Play before it trans- just transitioned into a podcast when it was just a you know, text-based, just weekly actually column on Fantasy Movie League. Very funny dude. And... I've tried to get him on the podcast many times before, but his computer is apparently unbelievably slow, and he's just <laughs> hanging on to it until he gets a new computer. But it says as soon as he gets a new one, he's going to get a mic, and then he'll be on the podcast. So That sounds so, like a catfish Eric, answer I hope you're, right uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it, though? <laughs> hey, Darko has quietly had one of the best FML careers in he's the two-year good. history of it. So, like, that would be a big get, I think, for PNP. I think it would be huge. So, Darko, Eric, buddy, I hope your computer dies soon. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, our buddy Flops did have a... Uh, he wanted to... He had something else on here. Slippin' Jimmy is back. Uh, I love that AMC spun-off Better Call Saul. Uh, oh, I... <laughs> wish I could read. <laughs> I love that AMC spun-off Better Call Saul into its own show. See, he really loves the show, unlike me. Uh, it's go. not always a good idea to do that, to do, to do a spin-off. Uh, for example, Joey, which is the friend spinoff, which had actually lasted, I think, a few years. I think two, years yeah, yeah. What character from any TV show would you like to see get their own spinoff show? 
man, I, I don't know. Like I said, there are so many bad examples. Like, it, it doesn't work out. You know, they're going to do that Big Bang Theory is going to have the spinoff with Sheldon as a kid. That sounds awful, and it's not going to make it past uh, I said the same thing when Big Bang came out, though. I said, that's going to get canceled after six episodes, and it's, like, been 12 seasons now, so what do I know? Yeah, but this, yeah, but, I mean, that's how, like, most, like, network TV sitcoms are. Like, you can't, I can't believe that Two Broke Girls is on television. That is the (laughs) dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't understand how that, I don't get it. That show is so dumb. Yeah, like, all these shows can make it on network TV, but to get a spinoff, it doesn't work. It just, it doesn't. I mean, Frasier is one of the few where that actually Frasier's, like, the prime example. It's like the only one. Yeah, but that had such good writing, and it may have actually been better than Cheers. Yeah. Honestly. I really like Cheers and Frasier. No, I really like Cheers, too. But Cheers is one of those shows on network TV that went on way too long, and it it crashed that show into the ground. I thought Frasier had a decent enough run to where it didn't uh, run run itself into the ground like a lot of network shows do. So I think overall it was the better quality show, but Cheers was still great. I'm not saying it's not. Um, Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Woody Harrelson wants to stop doing movies. He can do he can do his own Cheers spinoff. I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that because why not? I don't know. I, I'm just not into the spinoffs. Like I said, like yeah. the Better Call Saul thing is not really setting too well with me personally. So I'm the wrong one to ask. What about you? I agree for the most part. Um, I really can't think of anything I really want to see spin spun off. That is hard to do. I was <laughs> making fun of you in my head, but now I'm trying to do it. It's, it's rough. Uh, they have talked about like a Game of Thrones and like the same West Westeros world spinoff. I I might see that just because it's it'd be so like well done. Well, there, there's so much source material with that though. Yeah, they you could, could do a prequel. I think that because there's like so much to, like to the wars and the, so much to the history that may work, and especially with it not being a network TV show that <laughs> that may work. Um, like Better Call Saul, that's doing really well. People really love that show. I'm like the outlier there. Um, and it's, that's not a network show, so I think uh, I, if it's going to be a spinoff, not be network, have it be one of the cable shows, um, and whatever I don't know, maybe one of the characters from Archer. So we can just keep that thing going. Oh, there we go. That'd Pam, have Pam get her own. <laughs> I, I would. I, I like Carol. I'm a big fan of Carol, and she's like kind of already dissociated from the group, and she has that background where she was like a rich, growing up rich. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Carol did. or Krieger. Or Krieger. Krieger, Krieger is a mystery. I there it. Let's. I'm gonna go with Krieger. That's not gonna right, be my official that. answer. <laughs> official answer there. Uh, let's see. I think that's. Uh, I think that's about all the questions that we've got here. What do you have special planned for us, David? <laughs> all right. So on at midnight, they do these like hashtag things where people write in on Twitter. Like they give you a hashtag like subject, and you give an example, a suggestion. So I just kind of threw this out there. And hashtag make an actor fat, which I'm is very sensitive to everyone. Um, so uh, we got some good examples. So basically, you take a actor's name and then make it, you know, obese in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's what we got: we got Carbristrisan, Eugene Heavy. This is probably my favorite. Gorge Clooney, very <laughs> good. good. <laughs> uh, Eddie Redmeat, Fed Helms, Huge Jackman. Obese Witherspoon, Jonathan Reese's Myers, or Jonathan Reese Briers, either one. Large Helgenberger, Gertha Kitt, Natalie Portley Man, Tim Blobbins, Jennifer Love Handles, <laughs> <laughs> Belly Rippa, Groseburn, Beryl Streep, Quit Jenny Craig, <laughs> Quit, 
quit Denny Craig T. Nelson, uh, Fat Albert Brooks, Dairy Queen Latifah, Mark Truffalo, Joseph Gordon, Gordo Levitt, sorry, Ali Larder, Binge Kingsley, and Brad Bottomless Pit. Those are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was some excellent stuff. Love Handles was good. The, the Craig T. Nelson. The <laughs> oh, that was well worth it. Thank you. Yeah, for we might have to try this. that again with a different uh, different subject. I don't know. Or, uh, or maybe we should not not chance it. Lightning s- struck once in that. <laughs> no, we'll definitely chance it. We'll treat this like a network program, and we'll try to run everything we've got into the ground. All the good ideas. Let's ruin it by saturating this podcast with all of it. All right, man. I think we're done. Yeah. As always, give a shout out to our buddy Charles Yoho for providing. Man, I cannot talk today, man. The Beats! <laughs> Thank you for Charles providing The Beats! The Unwritten Fools Podcast. Much appreciated, as always. Shout out to our boys, Angry Geeks Versus. Check out yes. their podcasts on the SoundCloud and iTunes. I think this coming, or I guess next week, uh, next week's episode, they're doing a movie draft. Oh, okay. A summer movie draft. They're going to do it live. Which That'd I, be fun. I think that's pretty cool. What else we got, man? Who's what? What, what hammock is celebrating a birthday uh, this week? Well, I'm I'm going to shout out my girlfriend's blog. She started it recently and already has way more of a following than we do. <laughs> Southern Lights, Atlanta Nights, which is everything I talk about too. So that's great. Uh, and Steve has his movie coming out, which we've we've seen the first one, and everyone on FML is a beloved creation, and he's. <laughs> He's debuting the second one sometime soon, and I believe we have exclusive rights to the first interview, right? We have a verbal contract. Okay. Uh, we, we <laughs> so ho- hopefully, because uh, I think we may do a double header, uh, I, or double header, double feature, I guess is the appropriate. See, when we talk both movies and baseball in the same podcast, I get my my references confused. But yeah, we may be, may be doing a double feature that week and watching both the original K-9 Catastrophe and K-9 Catastrophe too. Which will be about like 20 minutes, I think. So It's good stuff. Yeah. So sometime in the future, may, maybe May-ish or so, sometime this summer, I think uh, that will happen. So that'd be, that's going <laughs> to be a fun like time. Which is like three days, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Are we done? Anything else? That nah, we're had? done. We're done. Awesome. All right. See everyone next week. Thanks for listening. Check out David's girlfriend's blog. Hopefully she'll write a review on us since she has a bigger following and then she can get them to follow us as well. If she hands out five stars, it better be five stars. That's all I'm saying. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later. Later.